Welcome to Fires on the Farm. I'm Donovan, and with me is Arnel Aguinaldo. He is the Associate Professor of Kinesiology and the Director of the Point Loma Nazarene University and San Diego Padres Biometrics Laboratory. And he joins us here now on Fires on the Farm. Hey. Hey, thanks for having me. Fantastic. Uh, we're going to talk to him just after this message from Manscaped. Two thousand twenty-four is here in full swing, and that means it's time for a New Year's resolution check-in with our friends at Manscaped. Newsflash: It's never too late to level up your grooming game and keep your bush tamed. Manscaped's new lawnmower 5.0 Ultra is every man's cheat code to look good, feel good, and turn the page on confidence this year. Whether you're going for a trim or that clean-shaven look, this trimmer has you covered. Trusted over by 10 million men worldwide, now is your time to get a grip on your grooming with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the code FRIERS for 20% off plus free shipping. The ball has dropped, but don't drop the ball on your balls. And I, I tell you, Roy, I... uh. I got the gear on Friday. I leveled up on Saturday and I used the lawnmower. Fantastic. I, in the, in the past, I've used scissors. I've used a razor with varying degrees of blood and carnage. Yeah, that's um, hazardous. <laughs> very hazardous. And I was really skeptical, skeptical about using them. Uh, I used the trimmer as well. Everything was fantastic. Smooth, no nicks, no cuts smooth it looked really good it felt good and i feel refreshed and fresh so here's two things i like about it i like that it's got its own little headlight so you can yeah. see what you're doing and i like that it's usb charged you don't have to have a separate charging brick to keep these things charged and that goes for the nose trimmer too absolutely and it's waterproof i didn't know that and i read all this stuff beforehand it's waterproof you can do this in the shower man and and i tell you it, it's uh it, it's it's revolutionized my my grooming experience here. I don't mean to over understate that, but it's just the way it is. And then when you're done, they give you some nice products to help uh, soothe and you know moisturize and all that other all that other fun stuff. So hop on Manscaped and use code yeah. Friars for twenty percent off. So for all of you men that want the full grooming experience, look no further than the Manscaped Performance Package 5.0. In the grooming kit, you get the trusted lawnmower, Manscaped's ear and nose hair trimmer, and the essential aftercare products with the Crop Soother, Ball Aftershave Lotion, and Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant. Yeah, it's deodorant for your balls, but you th didn't think you needed that. <laughs> As a suggestion for the new year, they even threw in two free gifts, the Foxers 2.0 and the Shed 2.0 toiletry bag because they know... Good and well, you're still rocking your boxers from high school. They probably have holes in them and stuff. So let's face it, <laughs> resolutions might come and go, but a well-groomed you is here to stay thanks to Manscaped. All right. So once again, go to manscaped.com and use the cheat code, promo code, FRIERS for 20% off and free shipping. All right, we're back. Doc, great to have you on. Um, you guys just opened up the facility, and it was the it was the it was a darling at Twitter for several days. We're super excited to have you on. Um, how did how did the uh, how did this bio, how did the lab come to be? It was actually a few years in the making. I approached uh, the assistant GM uh, Josh Stein, who I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with. Oh yeah, uh, probably this is definitely. Pre-COVID, we had a cup of coffee. Uh, we're just going. So he's in charge of baseball operations for the for the Padres, and I, we have a, a lot of mutual colleagues. Um, a few of them now work for the Padres organization, and they do the analytics. They work with biomechanics, 
And as I said, look, this is uh, kind of my area of research. You know, and, uh, I want to expand what we do at Point Loma and build the state-of-the-art facility, you know, that's dedicated to baseball biomechanics and, of course, other human movement um, applications. And it turns out that the Padres at, at the time, they were still kind of trying to catch up to the other organizations that have expanded their analytics department. And rather than trying to do this in-house, they thought, well, why not just collaborate or partner with an academic institution such as uh, Point Loma? We do the kind of the, the grunt work, the dirty right. work, if you will. And for, for us, it's not dirty. We love it. I mean, this is, this is science. <laughs> this is what we do. Well, they can, they can concentrate on baseball. And so we can interact with each other. We work with our, their baseball operations teams uh, quite uh, closely. And we provide the information that they can use to make evidence-based decisions on player performance, uh, injury risks, and things like that. So, I mean, because of COVID, the things kind of just uh, paused for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, then fast forward to 2022, like late 2022, we uh, sat down in a room with, with Josh Stein, AJ Preller, uh, Eric Grubner, um, and a bunch of other uh, members of the front office. And we just we just went back and forth, talked about, okay, look, we got this uh, campus uh, over this new campus at Balboa. Uh, so this is separate from the main campus. It's about okay. 15 minutes from the main campus over at Point Loma. And it, is, it houses the College of Health Sciences. And we had planned to build a facility dedicated for biomechanics. And they said, look, we want to partner. We want to help you out. And lo and behold, we, you know, fast forward, uh, you know, 12 months later, we uh, had our soft opening back in October of 2023. Okay. And then, as you know, last week we had our formal uh, ribbon cutting ceremony. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been quite a journey, but a fun one. And we're, we're very excited to to see what the lab, uh, what's going to come out the lab in the next few years. Right. Go down to the lab, check out what's on the slab. Now, I got to ask real quick, though, does does it have the great view that you have at PLNLU? Unfortunately, it does not. I mean, we're uh, we don't have like my my office is still on the main campus, and I've got a you know a million dollar view of, of the of the coast. Yeah. And unfortunately, I have to give it up eventually because my lab is you know my home, and that's right. you know where it is. But we have a, a great facility. You know what's unique about the lab? It actually has an outdoor turf area. So it's the 8,000 square foot turf area. And then we wanted to do it that way so that the Padres players and even um, our own players could come in and warm up and train. Um, so, and if they're coming in to get tested, they can use that area to get activated. We have plyo walls on there. We've got uh, J bands and things like that. So once they're warmed and ready to go, we they just go through the uh, garage door into our lab and get tested. Oh, that's that's great. Well, you, you talk about testing, and it, you say laboratory, and it implies research. So a lot of your students there do the grunt work, but they're getting yep. papers written, and they're doing reports. They're you're actually benefiting from the academic side of this laboratory. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. We even before this lab was built, we have a biomechanics program uh, where graduate students say they obviously take courses in biomechanics and research methods but they're required to complete a research study as a thesis or a capstone. And those who are interested in this space and want to move on as a sports biomechanist or a biomechanist at a clinical facility have to do these types of research. So they learn the rope. So this lab gives us, you know, multitude of opportunities to not only focus on baseball biomechanics, but just biomechanics of human movement in general. 
And um, our number one focus uh, for my grad students and, and for my colleagues is to perform clinical research on, and, you know, obviously that's biomechanics related and disseminate that information through national and international conferences and through peer-reviewed research that's um, published in the scientific journals, for example. Well, I tell you, I, I got two hips replaced. I got hip dysplasia. I walk like a <laughs> drunk gorilla. Um, <laughs> I would not do well in the biomechanics. We're like, you're a mess. You just, just. You well, need to go that what's way. interesting is one of the first things I teach in my biomechanics course is clinical gait analysis. And I ran a gait analysis lab at Rady Children's for many years before coming to Point Loma. So okay. I, you know, we deal with patients who have issues with, with walking. You know, I have some kind of gait abnormality um, because of, you know, a neuromuscular disorder, a hip dysplasia, a cerebral palsy and things like that. So biomechanics is used to better understand how humans move uh, because it quantify, we're able to quantify the three-dimensional motion of all the joints and segments of the body. And therefore all that information can be used by the clinicians to make some evidence-based decisions on treatment Right. And, and, and in a case for sports, it's about, you know, obviously player performance, enhancing their performance while minimizing the risk of injury. Yeah. Just to finish up on that, I, when my doc has me walk, I, there's a walk when I got to like, I just, yeah. I got to walk regularly and not right. use my hips to walk like a waddle. Yep. Waddle. <laughs> um, my wife would go, like, You're doing the walk. I'm like, Yes. And I look, I see it on video and I'm like, I'm walking like a normal person. But to me, it just feels weird. Now, now right. you, know, you guys focus on you guys focus on perfecting body movements to improve performance and avoid injuries. Well, you know what exactly? How do you guys do that? With what technology? That's the goal. So our lab has three dimensional motion capture. Um, that's the heart of labs. So it's three dimensional marker based and markerless motion capture. We call it a hybrid system. So you might have seen in those movies, uh, such as uh, all the Star Wars trilogy and yeah. um, Avatar, where they place these markers or balls on the body and they're yeah, doing the ping all pong kinds balls, of things. Right? <laughs> yeah, all the ping pong balls. Are all that's that's traditional motion capture, and we do that. And that allows us to three-dimensionally capture each joint and, and segment of the body in any any movement you can think of. There's walking, running, jumping, throwing a baseball, catching, hitting. Uh, nowadays, the motion capture technology has advanced to the point where we, we don't need those markers anymore. We call it markerless capture. So we have uh, a system. You know, we actually have three separate capture volumes in our lab, one dedicated for pitching. You, uh, you might have seen pictures of our instrumented mound. That's where we have the, our pitchers throw. We have a runway that also has force platforms embedded in the runway for walking, running, jumping, te jump testing, things like that. And then we have what we call the back cave. That's our hitting bay. And that's where our hitters uh, can come in and they they get captured, three-dimensional captured while they're swinging a bat. Um, we've got force platforms on both sides of home plates so we can measure what's called the ground reaction force uh, when they're swinging. Uh, so, yeah, it's everything you can think of. I mean, it, the technology it has advanced to the point where we don't need these intrusive encumbering markers on somebody yeah. to capture what they're doing. So it's, it's really cool stuff. Yeah, I mean, you guys do use it, right? To the bat cave. To the back cave. <laughs> Duh, that's where I came on. My my nerd, my geeky self comes out. Right. And you mentioned Star Wars, so I'm a big Star Wars guy, so I, I can appreciate there that. All the green screen and um, the green screen, does. right? And the little uh, dots on the on the face. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So what does it feel? So you, you what does the facility look like? Did, uh, you had bays, you had pitching mounds. There are sensors mm -hmm. on the mound. So like when you have a foot yes, strike yeah. and then the follow through, mm -hmm. that kind of shows yeah. you where the balance is and everything. Yeah. So the technology is known as force platforms. And um, they've actually been around for years, for not decades. We use them quite a bit for walking, for gates. So any any instrumented gate analysis facility or comprehensive gate analysis facility has these force platform technology embedded in the floor. We have nine of them. We have three wow. on the on the mound itself. So the mound is a we just we customize a, a practice mound, a professional practice mound, and that has a regulation rubber. There's a force platform underneath the rubber, and there's two long force platform down the slope of the mound. So that allows us to measure the, what I mentioned earlier, those ground reaction force on the drive side or the back leg, as well as the front side, what we call the stride side. Uh, so that gives a full dimensional uh, GRFs. Um, in in what I mean by three-dimensional GRFs or ground reaction force is you get uh, components of the ground reaction force in the vertical direction, the front and back direction, and the side-to-side -side direction, which is what uh, we do when we're walking, we're running, we're walking. So we have those, and I mentioned we have them in the runway, and we have them in, in the, uh, the, the back cave. So we can see how, you know, we transfer from one side to the next when someone is swinging uh, a bat. That's just amazing. It's just amazing how you can perfect body movements. And so have, you know, is there any way to quantify that? And this is kind of off the, top, off the subject. Is there any way to quantify that, you know, that, you know, that he is, you know, like the mechanics of a pitcher are, are tightening up or are getting better or even the mechanics of a, of a hitter. Have you seen some of that kind of translate onto the Yeah, field? so those are all, everything we collect in the lab is all quantities. They're all data. Right. Uh, ground reaction force is a vector. Uh, so it has a magnitude, it has a direction, it has numbers. So we use linear algebra to calculate stuff and Newtonian physics to, to understand what's going on. So we're, we're trying to understand the relationship between the movement, the forces and torques that cause that movement, what we call the kinematics and kinetic respectively. And because we can do that, we can then make a more objective evaluation of how a person swings a bat or throws um, um, uh, a baseball, right? In pitching. Yeah. And in pitching, in gym, the reason why there's so much focus on the biomechanics of baseball pitching, and you probably know this, is because injuries of the shoulder and elbow are quite prevalent yeah. uh, among all levels of baseball pitchers, right? It is actually considered an, ep an epidemic in baseball pitching. You know, we're nearly 70%, close to 70% of pitchers at some level are, have some kind of elbow pain or elbow injury. And that's an issue, right? That's a problem. Yeah. So, the, and we know that it's mechanically related. And because there's biomechanics involved, we know that there are risk factors. And because there are biomechanical in nature, there are modifiable in nature. That's why we call them modifiable risk factors. There's other risk factors that are inherent, that are intrinsic, that we can't adjust, that we can't modify. But biomechanics, we can. And because of that, we can work with our strength and conditioning team, our athletic training staff, sports medicine, baseball ops, so that we can then modify what an individual does to maximize their performance and minimize their risk of injury. So, wow. So did you, um, so we talked a little bit off, off camera and you had another college go through there. Um, what, okay. It's obviously not open to the public, but do you share this uh, technology openly and freely with any other universities? Do you yeah, say, so, hey, pay at the door and you can help fund the, 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 the program? The caveat, 
No, no, no. Actually, we are. Um, we want to be a resource for the community, for the for San Diego County. The only stipulation, obviously, because we're associated with the Padres, we can't see um, players from any other organization, right? right? So right. any professionals from any other organization. But we can see prospects, amateurs, independent uh, players, um, college. We've, you know, we have a close relationship with UCSD, um, SDSU, USD. In fact, we hosted uh, what's called the San Diego Baseball Sports Medicine Society meeting a couple months ago. Okay. So we want to make sure that uh, we provide uh, uh, these new technological advances in our lab to helping out players of all levels, you know, outside of the, the pros, obviously, because we're exclusive right. to the pod race. <laughs> but you know this, San Diego County is a hotbed for baseball yeah. players because a yeah. lot of talent here and a lot of young players that if, you know, with the right tools, with the right uh, coaching and good partners, we have real great partners in these baseball facilities. You know, I, I think we could be uh, a big resource in helping these players get better and, and obviously safely um, enhance their performance on the mound or um, in the batter's box. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. The younger they are, you know, only, you know, your little league coach or your even travel ball coach only knows so much. And yeah. and they can do their, doing the best they can. But when you put them with that kind of technology, um, not only does it make them better athletes, but it does. It protects from injury and, you yeah. know, how little – the, amount, the little amount of people that become actually professional baseball players is so minute, but having that technology um, to help the community and being a community partner, I think is, is really huge. So did you guys go yeah. to any other facility uh, similar to what you guys do to kind of see yeah, what they do? I've, Are you, I have close relationships, for example, at the lab at Wake Forest university, you know, I've, uh, I was there when they first opened up their doors um, maybe four or five years ago. I have close relationship with uh, um, some colleagues uh, at Driveline Baseball up in uh, Washington. In fact, I've sent them students, and a couple of them have to be hired full-time. Uh, Curlin Job Orthopedic Center in um, in Santa Monica, who they, they provide all the clinical service, sports medical clinical service for the Dodgers, Lakers, uh, Angels, and they have a lab. One of my former students runs that lab. Uh, so yes, we you know I you made phone calls, make some visits. Uh, the um, there's a lab over at the University of Nebraska in Omaha. Yeah. Uh, they do pitching. I've also chatted with the Orioles. The Baltimore Orioles has a lab in at MedStar, and the reason why that was unique because they were the first to they were the first organization to team up with an outside institution and an academic uh -huh. institution at that. So I modeled kind of what I was trying to do here at Point Loma with what um, Joey and the guys over there at, uh, the, at the Orioles uh, facility were doing. And theirs is mainly a pitching lab. Ours is both pitching and hitting. So we wanted to expand on that. And, you know, the Padres are, fortunately for, for us, uh, they were 100% on board. Yeah, yeah. The pod, This is my hometown. This is my hometown team. Uh, obviously, we're big fans, you know, we, and uh, just I, I love the community partner that that Peter Seidler and the Padres have been ever since yeah. he's really taken over ownership, him and, uh, you know, Ron Fowler. Um, and it's OK that you guys can model mm -hmm. with the Baltimore Orioles. They're an American league. We we don't nothing. Yeah. From the well, yeah, and rainy <laughs> East Coast. Exactly. <laughs> Not a problem. And, and and on a little side note that we're we're looking to move our my wife and I are looking to move out to Winston-Salem in the next couple of years, in the next probably next oh. year. Um, and okay. I work for a D1 school, so I'm, I'm looking to probably work either Wake Forest or, or UNC okay. Greensboro or even High Point. Right. Um, right. So when that comes, I'll shoot one. you yeah. a text. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I'll, I'll, make, I'll, I'll make some introductions. 
Right. Visit, like, you got to come to visit our lab. Yeah. Uh, so, we yeah, love we'll talk we online. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. We love, we do have a YouTube channel and that's why we're doing this live here uh, via zoom. Uh, so I'll be posting okay. this interview there as well. Um, okay. So 2022, you, you guys made it to the NCAA double, you know, the NCAA world, NCAA world series. World series. Um, yeah. How does the facility compare to find, you know, finishing there? Well, here's the thing is that I'm, I'm sure, you know, Point Loma is a, a, we're a small, you know, Christian institution. Yeah. Uh, we're division two at that. Um, but coach James, Justin James, who, you know, uh, was also a pitching coach at UCSD at one point a few years ago, he's all about these numbers. He's all about analytics. So I like picking, picking his brain quite a bit, just on strategy and, you know, pitch types and grips and things like that. And he, and in, in return, I, you know, I, you know, I tell him, okay, this is how you can use the biomechanics data to help your players, your pitchers and hitters. Uh, so yeah, they, they've been in, a, they probably have been using the lab just as much, if not more as the Padres have since we had our soft opening back in October, um, especially with the recent rains that have been happening. It yeah. just worked out for them that they can come in and do their normal bullpens, their live ABs, hitting, you know, all of that in the lab and get some work, get some reps in while we're, we're collecting data. So right, it's really right, cool right. stuff. It's a re great relationship that we have with both the Padres and uh, PLMU um, uh, uh, baseball teams. And, I, you know, that's what I'm going to grow. And I, I think it's obviously a competitive advantage for, for Point Loma because we're, we're D2. And I'm not aware of any other D2 programs that have a facility like that. I mean, the facility yeah. like we have, you, you, like I mentioned, Wake Forest, yeah. um, LSU has one, Arkansas, you know, Mizzou. So, yeah, so you know, having this facility available um, to our team is uh, beneficial for the team, obviously, but for us, uh, we get to collect data. Now, UCSD just went D1. Is there any talk of uh, you guys going to D1 in the, in the future? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it, we're, we're such a small school that I don't yeah. see us kind of yeah. drifting in that direction, but you never yeah. know. I mean, we were... We were once D three at one point. I mean, in fact, UCSD was Division three many years yeah. ago, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, but right now, I, I think we have a pretty competitive um, conference and league, and you know, we have our rivals. Our rivals, APU, for example, Azusa Pacific. Uh, so they're like our Dodgers in a way. So we have APU week, the same way that we used to have Raider week, right? When oh, right. <laughs> Raiders in town. So. Very similar to that, um, but yeah, it's it's fun while what we're doing right now, and they, they won another game today, so they're nice. still number one in the conference. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time. Is there now? Now that you've been up and running, can you share any stories about the players or coaches that have come through so far? Uh, what's something that's impressive or unusual? Maybe something that you've you've discovered that you didn't think you would discover. Let me see. I mean, our relationship with which Coach Niebla and the team and Rob and Ben Fritz and all those guys, it's just it, it's never been stronger. In fact, I think it's only been emboldened the last couple of years. And prior to us opening, we were still active. We would um, actually set up our equipment at spring training. We're actually going to spring training next month. Nice. Uh, so it's, it's a it's a mobile unit. It's a portable unit that we can bring at these you know facilities, and we've been doing that for the party for the last two or three years already. So this just kind of solidifies that relationship, not strengthens it even more. And Ruben Yeba, for example, and all these other guys, they're all about the numbers. And I mentioned, I I always emphasize this is that 
all this data, all these biomechanics, these kinematic and kinetic data is only as good as the interpretations that are made off them, right? You have to be able to, to compare them to either normative data or to some type of criteria. And Ruben and that crew, they're really good about just taking little tidbits here and there yeah. and using them to make some, some, some tweaks, some right decisions about each individual player. Because with their you know, there's literally troves of data that we can provide for them. And there's like, hey, take, take, take a step back. Let's, if we're working with Joe, we're working with Darvish, we're working with, you know, Michael King or Brito or all these guys, some like Drew Thorpe who's coming up and say, well, I just want to focus on A, B, and C. And then our job as biomechanists to operation define what A, B, and C means from a biomechanical perspective so that he can make the right decision about what to do about this player. So they're really good about that. I remember my first experience a couple of years ago where they invited us to Petco and they, I was able to bring all my grad students with me and they wanted to go over all these reports that we had just generated for them from, from tests that we conducted the week prior. And we spent a good three hours just talking about baseball, talking about biomechanics, talking about you know, <laughs> tweaks. I mean, it was, yeah, it was fun. It was just a good, good powwow. I mean, they were learning, we were learning as from them as much as they're learning from us, which is really great. So I think that really, and that, that holistic approach is what makes this work. It's not just the biomechanics. That's an important part, but it's just a small part. It only works if, you know, strength and conditioning, the athletic training staff, the, the coaching staff, all you know, are all, all on the same page. They have great synergy so yeah. that they, at the end of the day, be able to benefit the players that are trying to help and have a competitive edge. Yeah, and that's the thing about having this data. It can be for players, the the translation to to from from data to, to player has got to be clear and concise. And, right. and uh, uh, me, I, I just need to be simple. Like, what do I need to do? Okay, you need to do this sure. A, B, or C. Not... All this other information where it can really cloud the, the mind of, of a player, it can cloud the mind of a, of a coach. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, we really you know what's interesting too, and I, you know, one hundred percent. And we we typically want to make sure we, I don't want to say dumb it down. We simplify and right. you know give to just the the take home messages, right? The highlights. But these younger players are so used to technology that some of them won't even pitch without a track man unit, right? I oh, just remember being at in spring training. You know, Bob Melvin say, hey, can you, can you call it up this guy? Can you go in and throw in a bullpen? He goes, no, I can't. I got to wait for my TrackMan unit guy to come in. So they want their numbers, right? right so right. they're so used to these numbers and it, it helps them, which is awesome because now they're learning. They're, you know, it's not just, you know, numbers to them. It's something that they can, I mean, how many it's years ago? Like, it's a tool. Five years ago, a it's tool. a tool. Exactly. You know, five years ago, you would never heard of spin rates and horizontal vertical breaks and things like that. Now that we can measure that with TrackMan, Rapsodo, uh, uh, Hit Tracks, and you know, uh, Hawkeye you know, with that feed Statcast and this, uh, all these major league uh, stadiums, you know, players are used to it. So they, you know, yeah, like you said, it's a tool. As long as you use that tool correctly, it could be beneficial for that uh, athlete. So um, we're a minor league. We're a minor league podcast or a content creator are you is there any uh is there any talk of maybe going up to like elsinore helping some of the guys in a ball or would they come down to you well here here's the thing um i i, I don't know if i should share this but uh two of my grad students just got hired by the Padres organization full-time and they'll be work one of them is going to be um basically planted at lake e 
Nashville. He'll be okay. at Lake Elsinore. Um, but yeah, we we've actually seen a few from the the affiliates from Fort Wayne, from El Paso, from uh, Lake Elsinore. Um, it, it's because uh, you know the, the team want to know. They want their, they want yeah. their baseline data. We'll see how. And this is where it's valuable because as they progress. We want to see what are those changes in their biomechanics that correlate or predict what they're doing on the mound. That, you know, you know, this slider or this cutter is more effective because of A, B, and C. And I can go back, hey, we saw Arte last year or yeah. Lesko or recently Drew Thorpe. And then we've got their baseline numbers to which everything else that we're doing from this point on can be compared. Iriarte, friend of the podcast. Didn't haven't had Lesko on. He wasn't there long enough. But we go up to Lake Elsinore a lot, and I do a lot of interviews. Yep. So uh, I'll seek out your guy that's there and um and give him a shout out. Hey, well, yeah, please, really, please. Yeah, absolutely. We really appreciate you coming on and, and taking the time to talk to us. Um, you know, we we'll talk off camera to, to do something. Maybe have a time to go there and check out a, a session. Yeah, maybe take a little bit of video to have for our YouTube channel. We really appreciate you taking the time, Arnell. And I, I just can't. You know, your success is as a fan, your success is, you know, is my success, um, not, not only for the Padres, but also for, for college baseball here in San Diego. Yeah. Uh, you know, I work yeah. for UCSD, but I root for baseball teams in, in all the colleges here and all the players here in San Diego I root for. And uh, we just can't wait to see what you could do with with the technology that you have at your hands. We really appreciate it. I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, especially with students, like you said earlier, that they get this exposure and they're going out there. They're actually getting jobs. I have 12 alums that come from the lab that are working full time for Major League Baseball organizations and other pro sports. So, uh, you know, we that's the, our number one goal is to foster relationship, obviously, with the Padres, but also to, you know, to to mentor these these future biomechanists i you know i'm on the forefront of uh, promoting the science but i also want to promote bio biomechanics as a vocation that like look you can actually be a biomechanist a sports biomechanist for you know a, a team or in you know a hospital uh, which a lot of you know students coming in never heard of the term yeah. right so you know hopefully this uh, kind of pushes that needle in that direction absolutely well we really appreciate it of course thanks for having me